crash of thunder. <laughs> this is spooky. <laughs> All right, save your gold, everyone. Yeah. Good. All right. Uh, welcome to our spooky series. I'm just starting it now. Um, doing it. Uh, my name is Joanna. I am part of the yeah, it's spooky. Um, I uh, this is a spook. This is like a trope for a um a horror movie. My dad, we found a picture of an ancestor that looks exactly like my dad and is very creepy. So maybe my dad is a vampire. Who knows? Maybe that can be our Instagram photo. Yeah. I'll ask him. (laughs) And I'm Sarah, part two of two people of Therapists Next Door. We are a podcast that talks to healthcare workers, therapists, social workers, etc., and we are now doing a spooky series on the psychology and horror movies, which is actually just an excuse for us to talk to our good friend and former classmate, Matt, about scary movies, because we love spooky season. I love it. Thank you. Mm-hmm. I, I am the, the spooky guest. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Matt, I like your spooky orange that you're wearing. Yeah. Yeah. I, I'm very autumnal around this time of year. So a lot of autumn orange and browns and reds. Yeah. And it's finally cool now we can wear sweatshirts everyone and not be alert (laughs) (laughs) all of last week i was wearing hoodies like oh it's too hot no i'm just gonna make it it (laughs) defiantly (laughs) this morning i was like cold i was like oh should i blow dry my hair and then the answer to that was never so (laughs) (laughs) yeah i get that (laughs) all right so so this this time we watched midsommar Mm-hmm. a wild ride which was <laughs> yeah the, his announced immediately after hereditary was released the production of this movie was announced and if you've seen hereditary ari aster definitely has themes of crushed faces and yeah <laughs> dismemberment mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah it's definitely a brutal movie to watch i'd say like it's i i don't know if it's really a, technically a horror i mean i guess it's a horror movie but like it kind of transcends in my mind and it gets better and better after every viewing that I watch it. I don't know what that says about me um, and my goals, but I, I really enjoy this movie a lot. Mm. Yeah. It's just really like a, a, a very unsettling horror. It's not one of those horrors that will make you like jump out of your skin. Like it'll actually crawl under your skin and just kind of be yeah it just has that very unsettling aura throughout the entire film and there's no there's no comic relief to it like you just you, you sit with it for like two somewhat hours um and yeah just very very um very brutal yeah very brutal very brutal and it's a like joanna going off what you said like we don't know if this is a horror it's a movie about like a breakup and just being in a bad relationship and i I mean, I, I've never been in like a long-term relationship that was really bad that I just wasn't able to get out of. And my heart goes out to people that have, but I like the horror of watching those two on screen with other people was like bad enough. They were, um, Christian and Danny were an uncomfortable pair. Definitely. Ooh. Mm. Yeah. So I guess let's talk about the plot really quick of this movie. Cause it is a movie about a breakup, but it's also a movie about, 
um, you know, going to Sweden and having fun for a little <laughs> bit. Um, so the beginning of the movie, um, we're introduced to Danny and she's worried about her sister um, because she got an email from her sister. And uh, we also are introduced to, what's her boyfriend's name? Uh, Christian. Christian. Uh, and he's kind of like, you know, he's out with his friends. He's not really paying attention. They're all like, you should break up with her. You should break up with her. Um, and then we find out that Danny's sister murdered her parents and also committed suicide in the same night. Um, so this movie is also kind of about her coming, you know, processing the grief. And then the movie jumps forward in time and she is like unwittingly, I guess, unwittingly to Christian and his friends on their trip to Sweden, um, where some antics occur. And that's my summary. That's, <laughs> no, that's, that's good. That was, that was great, Joanna, because, because then we're like, what are the antics? And then you can't just explain that in a couple of <laughs> Yeah, because it's so, a yeah. lot of antics. Mm -hmm. They go to this Midsommar festival where they perform a lot of rituals that are both did happen in the Nordic history and both didn't really happen that are just rumored and uh, all of them equally horrifying. We learn that the whole thing, I, there's so many themes of like drug yeah. use and also like unwitted drug use. Yeah. Like when is yeah. it okay to do? When is it not okay to do? I, I want to talk more on that later, obviously. Mm -hmm. I should explain myself with that sentence. Yeah. But there's, it, there's also like it, just Danny, the central character who needs so badly to just be kind to people around her and nobody in her life in the US is kind to her, returns that kindness except for the Pied Piper Pele. <laughs> and then the family just, the family welcomes her with open arms without, I don't know, it's pretty wild. Yeah. Yeah. And, and to think that, I mean, she she's actively like, looking like seeking out comfort i mean she she's actively grieving and you know her her boyfriend is just so distant i mean even before the 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 you know the the incident but even during you know he's just very not supportive at all like when she's trying to seek comfort and she you know she she goes to you know her, the the friends who were planning this trip to sweden and she was never invited to begin with like even even though they they accepted her coming to Sweden, like it just felt to me that it was like a, the guys' club, you know, the guys' club going to Sweden. One of, yeah. uh, I think it was Josh who's like, you know, doing his thesis on this, you know, Midsummer um, piece, um, and you know, Christian also has a thesis that he's doing, but he's kind of like the ultimate procrastinator and. You know, I, I certainly, I mean, I, I can't fault him for that. Like it took me <laughs> a couple of years to complete my own thesis uh, later on, but, um, but really like, uh, you know, it, it just felt like the guys club kind of, and, and it was sort of an afterthought to bring her along or more just like, okay, like, yeah, yeah, she can, she can come. Um, and then, yeah, the movie just kind of, like you said earlier, Sarah, about just kind of feeling unexplainable, very, very bizarre, um, and, and it's, it's interesting. I'm kind of curious to get y'all's take on this. Um, but like the first time that I, I watched it, I felt like I didn't know a whole lot about Midsommar and I felt kind of like a bit judgy 
like mm. when, when certain, certain rituals and are like, like practices were happening, I'm like, you know, maybe I just don't fully understand what's going on. And, and I'm just being really judgmental at first, but like, it just keeps spiraling in a way that just makes me feel so uncomfortable. And it just made me think about, um, you know, how, how cults kind of come off initially and, and just further, you know, spiral into this, into this darkness, um, as it goes along. Yeah. I mean, I definitely, I feel like I root more for Danny and what she does at the end, like more as the, as I watch, as I've watched, like this is probably the third or fourth time I've seen it. And um, I definitely, like you, man, I felt, I felt like a less judging, like, Hey, this is just the way they do things. Um, I mean, like to some degree, (laughs) but yeah, I think I was definitely more aware of like my own biases as I watched this. I agree. I I, I think that I, I Pele is one of my favorite characters in this movie, and he is just like this monstrous kindness. Like, and that's such a I big know, beat he's too. so sweet. I, the whole the whole group of the the Harga Harga right is yeah. There's like a mon- it's monstrous, but it's so kind. Like they know. There's no consent whatsoever, but all this group knows that Danny will be happier. Yeah. I, so Pele, I, she has such an emotional reaction when he comforts her in the beginning, when he's like, by the way, I'm so sorry about your family. And I think she's like a little embarrassed, but I think she's also, <laughs> I think he's the first person to say something truly kind. And she has a really hard time being present with it, like anybody in the world would. And then, yeah, just the stuff is slowly introduced, which is definitely intentional. And then we are judgmental. And then Christian makes that comment of like, I probably think it's horrible that we put them in nursing homes. Yeah. Everything he said was just meant to like, kind of like infantilize Danny and make her feel like she was overreacting. And, Mm. but yeah, yeah, then just, then, then the, the blood eagle happened and then. (laughs) and then like so many other off-screen killings and the skinning oh boy Mm -hmm. and I felt like when Christian was in the he does like comfort Danny but it feels like obligatory like they were about to break up and I think the only reason they're together is because this tragedy happened to her and I don't think he wants to look bad by breaking up with her Mm -hmm. um and like you know he's just kind of she's just like laying across his lap he's not really comforting her and that's kind of what Pele says to her like have you ever felt held um which is like such a beautiful part of the movie there's a lot of holding um and again like there's also extreme brutality and like gore in this movie as well um yeah and I I I feel the the same way with with like Christian well I I mean yeah he everything that he does just feels like an afterthought like the whole birthday scene, like, oh, I forgot your birthday. You know, thankfully there was like a piece of lemon cake or something like that with a candle on it. Like it just felt like an afterthought and, and there was no consoling her, but like, like, you know, what you mentioned about Pele just being very, very comforting. Like, I think actually that was the only gift that, that um, Danny had received was that uh, portrait of her. Like he sketched a portrait of her and, and it was, it was almost kind of like, he was being so considerate in, in way of like, you know, I hope this isn't like crossing any boundaries. Like this is for you. Like, I, I want you to have this. And, and um, yeah. yeah. And, and I, I feel like as far as that goes, and I, I mean, I'm sure we'll talk more about it later on, but like this, 
you know, this group of people from, from Sweden just seem to uh, get a little bit more what's going on with Dan with Danny than even what her closest friends really know what's happening. Yeah, I completely agree. I think Christian gaslights the fuck out of her Ugh. throughout the entire movie. But I also mm. think, bear with me, I like oscillated on Christian a lot. I think that we saw a very bad side of him because he was very unhappy. And he did mm. he had no idea what to do when he felt he had no options. Joanna, like you said, he didn't want to look bad. And also there was probably part of him that didn't want to feel bad too. I I think that people don't act the best when they're that unhappy, but they also can, you know, when it's accessible to them, make the choice to make a change. But every time she got mad at him for good reason, he would just turn it around. When like when she found out that he was going to Sweden and he was like, well. Like he was just like twisting her words and then eventually she apologized and comforted him. Ugh, just, yeah, just gross. And then I don't know if this is in the director's because first time I watched this movie, I watched the director's cut, which took like an entire afternoon. But there is a scene where um, Christian brings up like, you didn't tell me about your birthday and you told Pele to make me feel guilty. And she's like, I don't know what you're talking about. Like none of that happened. <laughs> You're, you're, yeah. you're trying really hard to make me think I'm crazy. Yeah, it's a, lo a lot of blaming that is just mm. laid on her and just so unfairly. Uh, mm. Yeah. I did I write mean, what a dick uh, when I was thinking about Christian in my yeah. notes. Yeah, I wrote <laughs> yeah. gaslighting a-hole BF. Yep. <laughs> yeah, I had gaslighting as well as like possibly biggest douchebag in all of horror, but maybe that's, I don't know. But yeah, I mean, I guess we are. I, I agree with you, sir, that like he is a very unhappy person and that this tragedy also happened to him in some respects. And like, what what do you do? I mean, like it is a bad circumstance, but he probably could have handled it with a little bit more grace and like a little bit more being actually nice. Um, yeah, I mean, she lost her whole immediate family within a day. Like, I mean, that, And she knew it happened and was powerless to stop it. Mm -hmm. um so what which... are my thoughts on the family because obviously the sister has both of the daughters have some pretty severe you know mental health issues I think severe mm -hmm. is harsh but danny danny struggles with anxiety and handles it pretty well it seems like you know she's she's taking medication she goes to therapy she's actually becoming a psychologist but her sister struggles with pretty uh, pretty bad impulsivity when her she's going through like a manic swing it seems like mm -hmm. but there's also so when you see the mom and dad and the sister at the end when she's like hallucinating them in the group of Sahagra the mom's face is just flat and her mouth is closed and she's not responding emotionally to Danny at all and I always just have this feeling that there was like some dynamic with the parents that they failed their kids somehow yeah. I don't know if y'all have thought about it at all no, I hadn't. Yeah, I mean, I, I did get a feeling that there was some some bit of kind of detachment or distance between her. Like, like it, it seems like Danny is is really actively trying to reach out to people and connect with people, like her her family, the friends, like you know, throughout the entire film. And it, it's almost like people are are kind of diminishing what's what's happening with Terry, like the sister, right? Like in, in her, her suicidal thoughts. And I, I, don't, I don't quite recall what the 
correspondence was like in the beginning, but like, I, I know with like, you know, Christian saying like, you know, as best to his ability in the moment saying like, you know, it's, it's going to be okay. Your sister's going to be okay. Like not getting through to the parents. So I, I just feel like that there's some kind of disconnect like that just happens with, you know, with Danny and the world around her and just trying to um, bring up the red flags that she's, that she's witnessing with, with, uh, with her sister. Yeah. And she has that one friend who she talks to on the phone in the beginning, who's super empathetic. And then later again, in the director's cut, she's texting with the friend, like, I can't, like the friend says, happy birthday. Like there's just Aww. one friend who's never named. <laughs> Man, I need to watch this director's Probably. cut. Yeah. Oh yeah. It's uh, Connie's death is a explained um, what happens there, but mm. good. But that friend was so nice. And I, yeah, I, I think you're both right. I think that Danny was like the one in her circle of people that was trying to actually live the lifestyle that the Hagra were living. And they were all like, mm, nah, I'm busy. Yeah. So they, they arrive at the town moving us onto the plot and also drug use and they immediately take drugs even though Danny at first was like hey I'm not ready I'm not in a great space and then gets like kind of talked into it by people being like no no it's okay it's fine well Christian says oh guys I'm gonna wait for Danny and then like she has no choice but to say okay 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 like another yeah it's fake support yeah it's, it's one thing it's, it's placed on danny though well, danny doesn't want to do it i'm gonna wait for her like rather than just saying like you know what like guys i'm, I'm gonna just take some time to kind of gather my you know my, my wits me you know maybe maybe i have jet lag or something like that like, like just just to help support her like you know rather than just throwing her under the uh, under the bus like as soon as you you know get to sweden that is where my the only funny parts in the movie happen <laughs> <laughs> my two least favorite characters when they are tripping and <laughs> and mark says <laughs> mark is like can everybody lay down everybody lay down with me <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> christian can you please lay down and then and then someone walks over the hill and christian goes oh fuck it's a new person <laughs> <laughs> i really ever, felt i really felt that one like i, I can't really deal know. with a new person right now <laughs> i know if you're ever just like tripped like once or twice and if you're ever like very under the influence and just a new individual walks in that you don't have a lot of trust for you're like oh can we can we can we not bring in a new personality <laughs> oh that's the only time i like mark and christian and we can yeah mark. mark is really good at being terrible too yeah just yeah, i yeah, i get cool. like a real sense of thoughtlessness with mark like He's just openly hostile to Danny. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. yeah. Yep. But I guess like if we're giving Christian some benefit of the doubt, we should give him a little bit of a benefit of the doubt that he's like protecting his friend from something he knows is making his friend miserable. That doesn't like give him pause to pee on their ancestral tree or just like be terrible in general. Um but you know, maybe he's looking out for us like just a little bit. Yeah, he. I'm he, also on Team Danny, a hundred percent. No, I. Well, people are complicated, and they yeah. make dumb mistakes. And it sounds like, I mean, in, from the very beginning of this movie, nobody is telling Mark what he needs to hear. He's just being <laughs> yeah. a child the entire time. Mm-hmm. And then he no like like Matt, like you were saying, no no thoughts and no thought of like, okay, you know what? Maybe I overstepped. I'm just gonna 
not even apologize, but just want to shut up. Mm. Yeah. Stop making excuses. Yeah, I, I really got like kind of this sense of um with with Mark with like the the kind of like the American bastardization, or like like the the things that sometimes you know we as Americans don't do very well. Mm -hmm. Um and, and that kind of was represented with Mark, like, you know, with just just that that thoughtlessness that, you know, kind of yeah, peeing on the sacred like tree i i just went i have oh my god like and he and he just doesn't get it like it just doesn't get through to him um there's like clearly ashes at the bottom of that tree too like it's clear <laughs> and also like i this is something i hadn't noticed before but i noticed them putting the ashes there like in the scene right before so like if you were they weren't hiding it noticing like it's very clear and also it's like right out in the open too like go in the forest a little bit or like use a bathroom yeah that there were bathrooms there I mean they were like mm -hmm. outhouses but there were bathrooms Everywhere. I mean there was a tv because they were watching Austin Powers at some point so like <laughs> which was the only time they had subtitles <laughs> yeah <laughs> or no maybe we just heard Austin Powers but no yeah, there, I think there were subtitles that was there okay but he also was just like openly vaping at every opportunity which oh like as a former smoker i know the shame attached with anybody like smelling you like go behind a building you know whatever but people people that vape just indoors i can't i cannot cannot imagine these like beautiful buildings that are like <laughs> yeah. ancestral art pieces just mm -hmm. like let me add smoke to this oh yeah it's gross. yeah yeah once again like no no consideration or thought kind of put into his actions um that that was the hardest character at least for me that was like the toughest character to really digest out, out of i think out of the lot um yeah i've definitely yeah. had a boyfriend in the past who had a friend like that that i was like man nobody tells him about himself <laughs> or, or herself you know that could definitely be like a not like a gendered personality just like i i am the one mm. <laughs> yeah. should we should we talk about the first the first um the at stupa the uh the first horror that we see mm. yes yeah. after so they've taken drugs the drugs wear off danny has a bad trip who would have thought mm -hmm. um <laughs> and they you know they're like oh and next morning there's going to be a great a great ritual we're going to do and pele like winkingly says this <laughs> which is i don't know pele should know well, and says to Josh, and Josh keeps like three terrible secrets from people. And this one where mm. he's like, what's, you mean not stupid? Are you serious? And then Christian's like, are you really not going to tell me? You're not, and Josh is like, ugh, cheaty. I'll call, I don't want to call him cheaty because I like. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but Josh is just like, so he's really showing his like smugness here of like, I, you know, I have this information. Like he's like super exploits every I mean, like he's definitely exploiting this culture, framing it as academia. But when he just doesn't tell anybody what's going on over and over and over again, it's gross. And like knowing they're going to that and knowing what happened to Danny, like knowing what happened to Danny yes. lets her go yeah. there. <laughs> Could have just said, hey, why don't you stay with Mark wherever he is and not come yeah. to this? Or like, mm -hmm. yeah, not even telling her, like, don't, like, I'm not going to you know, out of respect anymore. And that would, Joanna, that would have been a perfect opportunity for Christian to be like, to Josh, why didn't you? I know. Because my girlfriend yeah. is doing this. But again, it was a missed mark. 
<laughs> oh God. It's actually, the, I, I only noticed this this time watching that he knew. I was like, oh shit, he knows. And like, he's standing there, he's talking to Pele about it. Like, oh, this is so interesting. Like, it's not like, stop. Oh, I'd ha- I've been in that interact interaction, not this severe, clearly, but that interaction when something's happening and someone that I trust oh. or knows what's happening, I'm like, can you like fill me in? And they're like, mm, just wait, 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 wait. wait. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's, that's awful on Josh's part. Even, even Pele, I mean, they, you know, it, it's it's a very graphic scene. It, it's, it, it's a very graphic act and just a hell of a way to, yeah. Like, like experience that without even having any preface as to what's about to happen. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, how, how you can keep that in and not at least, you know, prepare someone for something that you have never experienced before and is going to be, um, you know, very potentially traumatic uh, to watch. And yeah. Yeah, I'm surprised he actually like, helped her out and gave her sleeping pills afterwards like i'm surprised he wasn't like well you know come on we got a little yeah only have five or something (laughs) (laughs) yeah he sucks but the 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 ceremony itself just wild and the first time i noticed that the whole cliff has a line of rocks like dozens of rocks with blood on it so they've done oh i didn't even notice that and over and over again yeah so we're dancing around it and there will be a trigger warning at the beginning of this (laughs) i mean i'll put a trigger warning on the episode but um, in this community, when you turn 72, you are expected to jump off of a cliff. Just be, be done, be yep. like end your life or have them end it for you, which we saw both examples of that. Yep. Oh, yeah. Wait, there's a big hammer Connie involved. Can we talk about Connie and Simon real quick? Yes. This is the first mm-hmm. time they like, we really notice them and how obviously in, in they're responding appropriately. Yeah. That's yeah. Something that's. But if you remember in the beginning, Ingmar, who brings them, brings up that he used to date Connie. And then Connie goes, we didn't actually ever date. And um, yeah, we went out for lunch and I didn't even think it was a date. So you you think that Ingmar brings them out of some weird revenge. Yeah. Mm. Hmm. I didn't catch and that. And he doesn't tell them. Yeah, I kind of, I this again, this time I, I felt like, because he's like really weird about it and she's weird about it. Yeah, he said, we we were dating and then she met Simon and now they're engaged. And she was like, we never dated. <laughs> <laughs> so he obviously has some, I like this, like Western, you know, um, kind of, I don't know if it's misogyny or just like, um, he's very, on arrogance like oh you know you stole this woman from me and she's like yeah we went to lunch i didn't like you (laughs) so they had very intense reactions to the ritual suicide and murder and as joanna mentioned the hammer yeah and um yeah that was that was gruesome that particular scene that just it doesn't get out of my head as soon as i see it um yeah Uh, where where yeah the 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 other the um the male figure just didn't, or he still survived the fall. And mm. yeah, it was, um, and, and it seems like they were even prepared for that. Like they had the hammer oh, there. They had the hammer to go. Like, Multiple people had hammers. Yeah, yeah. No jump scares for that reason. We all knew it was happening. There was just. Oh, and it was like, just you see it. And that's what it is. There, mm-hmm. it, there it goes. Yeah. When, when the woman falls and she just bounces back up and you <laughs> yep. see her 
So oh, yeah, if you oh, want to watch this movie, it's pretty visceral. I mean, I'm hoping that if you're listening to this, you've already seen the movie. It's like, yeah, yeah. we're going to give it away, but. And you just want to hear our great explanation. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. But yeah, like uh, no attention is paid to Danny. And then also like Pele let that happen too, which is not okay. Mm-hmm. Um, and this is our first instance of like that communal empathy. You know, everybody... The guy, you don't see it when a woman jumps because she dies, but when the man jumps, they all start screaming in pain mm. to mm-hmm. meet him, to meet him with that, which just like adds to the, the chaos that all these like kids are essentially feeling, these like 23, 24 year old <laughs> college students are feeling. Yeah. yeah and you, you do get that sense of kind of a patriarchal setting too I think throughout the film like I, I do notice like sometimes like you know the, the women go off to do the things that the women do and the men go off mm-hmm. to do the things that the men do and and there's that that divide that happens throughout um the film and and yeah you certainly see that after the the ritual suicide um yeah, yeah and then we have I guess the next part is Danny's nightmare which I think was that Joanna that brought that up she's she dreams that Josh and all the and Christian and Mark are all leaving. Oh yeah, I right. didn't bring that up, but yeah, I imagined it. But then she opened her mouth to scream, and just gas like like fumes started pouring out. Yeah, it was messed up. Mm-hmm. Which is how her sister committed suicide and killed her parents was with like a car. She like sealed off their room and you know connected a car to it and then connected a car to her face which you see multiple times um yeah doesn't skimp on showing you that yeah yeah and then i think it was in the dream it may have been in the dream where and and we'll i'm sure we'll talk more about this too about the symbolism of flowers Mm. throughout the film where you know there's the the flower wallpaper uh that was in the parents bedroom i believe and mm. and just you know going further into the film there, there's a, a lot of flowers a lot of you know beautiful flowers represents different aspects of the film so yeah as they're walking to the community there's more and more flowers on the ground um and they're really pretty yeah they are it's gorgeous like the there's there's so much violence <laughs> there's so much violence and there's so many uh, beautiful images that are kind of inserted into us that it it like makes your brain very confused about what you're actually viewing. Yeah, I, I like that and how how it is confusing. I mean, this is such a gruesome film, and throughout the entire time, the music for for the most part, the music is in a major key. It's 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 happy. It's beautiful. It's it's like you know these big sustained chords that just like it's it's gorgeous. It's a gorgeous soundtrack. Um, and it's very harrowing at the same time because, you know, you yeah. witness a lot of terrible things happen and the music stays like eerily happy or perhaps even indifferent. Maybe not happy is not the right description, but. It's like the happiness that they can find while consistently being drugged too, right? Like they yeah. all have this mm. kind of feeling that something, something's up and everything's introduced so slowly, like, uh, like Maga, Maga her or Maya her relationship with Christian and then oh okay so one of the scariest parts of the movie for me was when Connie comes out and they're like oh Simon left already 
So if you've ever traveled or if you've ever lived in a world before cell phones and someone tells you, oh, your person left already, they'll be back. They'll be back to get you. That is the scariest thing you can experience. It's being Mm -hmm. separated somewhere where you don't know where you are. Yeah, and and like Danny tries to help her. No one else really kind of helps her. They're all like, oh no, you're okay. You're okay, Connie. And like, Connie's not okay um, at all. And yeah, and then Danny just kind of gets swept up into just like being a part of the community after that, I feel like. Yeah, and at one point you hear a scream off off screen and that is what we come to learn later is Connie screaming. So both, I think it's both um, Danny and Christian look up when they hear the scream, but then they're both distracted again. Mm. So. Yeah. In the director's cut, they are, it's like one of the only scenes that's actually at night. They are going to sacrifice a young boy by putting a, a sack around him that has weights on it. And they're getting ready to toss him into the water. And at the last second, Danny steps in and saves him. And then later you see Connie expired with that same suit on. Mm-hmm. That's actually in the movie. So it's assumed that she is drowned. Um, and that happens off screen, obviously. And um, do you all want to talk about the blood eagle? Sure. Mm, yeah, let's do it. Feel free to steer. Mm. I'm sticking with the violence. Mm. I apologize. <laughs> <laughs> we can talk about violence, then go into the like May dance. Um, yeah, that sounds yeah. fun. Mm. <laughs> I, I could be jumping ahead too, because I think that's I, when Chris, Christian's bugging out. So. Yeah. Is that before or after? after the ceremony so okay <laughs> so yet. yeah um but yeah things happen and you know their their group slowly whittles away <laughs> mm-hmm. as it does in horror movies but it's like not I don't I feel like after a while you're not really concerned in the same way like Danny is in after a while it's just like oh they're over they're not around um because she is part of well first she starts like baking cakes or baking meat pies there's a special meat pie for christian um because it's like a spelled meat pie um and some special apple cider uh which is just like so upsetting to see how different his apple cider looks from like everyone else's and he can't see it uh yeah i (laughs) <laughs> when, he, when he later in the ceremony they're like what do you think about maya and he says he's like tripping he's just out of his mind and he says i think i ate one of her hairs and they were like that sounds about right but yeah we have you know where josh goes missing too and where mark goes missing joanna talking about how people just are dwindling yeah, we, we see mm-hmm. that Josh is actually still being pretty deceptive. He goes to bed with his sneakers on, you know, he's ready to you know, go on the hunt with like the one or two hours of nighttime that they have. Mm-hmm. And then he's reading from the book, book that is written and then interpreted by the one, you know, very severely physically and mentally handicapped person that they have on there in their neighborhood. And then he's bludgeoned to death. Mm. And he takes, doesn't he take pictures of the book after? Yeah, he, w- he was doing specifically something like not, not to. Yeah. 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 I mean, I mean, yeah. that doesn't, that absolutely in no way, you know, 
is he deserving to be bludgeoned for something like that? But like, that's just, <laughs> yeah. but that, I mean, I guess, I guess that's You're like, like, fine. It's okay. <laughs> he's being very deceptive. He gets what he yeah. and he well, and, and it's this whole um, like fight between him and Christian um, because Christian decides, oh, I'm going to do my thesis on this when I, I'm totally on Josh's side that he like, I knew from the beginning that he was doing his thesis there and like, I'm not even part of the movie. So, mm-hmm. um, so there's this, like, you know, they're competing and it's just seems like a dick move on both parts. Um, and then, so he's in the night going to go take these pictures. So he has more than Christian, um, but then gets bludgeoned. So bludgeoned. Yeah. When, when he says to Christian, when Christian is like, I'm going to do my thesis here, Josh goes, you know, you're not even, you're not even, you're pretending so much that it's impressive and sad. So it's the first time that <laughs> Christian's like just feigned aloofness is being called out as manipulative. And yeah, mm. I mean, everybody gets theirs, but it does say in the, <laughs> yeah. in the screenplay that it is Pele that hits and kills oh, really? Josh. Yes. Ooh. And that's like, I mean, that that's a huge part of this film is that the, the a, a lot of the deaths that occur or the the you know the 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 goings on that lead to the end are subconscious. They're off screen. They're out of mm. sight, out of view, but they're still happening. It's just you know similar to our own subconscious to that. There's a lot of inner workings that are happening, and and they they manifest you know into our into our conscious into into plain sight. After a while, it's kind of like that that one scene I just remember where there, there was a lot going on in the background. They had um, they were they were chopping wood or something like that. There was like a group that was singing, like they were chopping this like fake goat or something. And then there's like another goat that came out, an, an actual goat. So like there there just seems to be like a lot of things that happen in the background that you know may, maybe maybe the goat was you know prepared for the meat pie. You know the the um that that little concoction that the um, I forgot the, the, the head of the, um, the, the Hargus, um, you know, like, like offered to offer Christian to smell, you know, smell the concoction. And I'm wondering if that was what was used, you know, in the end when he, you know, blew it in his face and, you know, blacked out. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's a very good point. I, these folks just kept living their lives, preparing for the big party that was like the crowning of the May queen, I guess. And there's so many things that actually are happening in the background. Like when, after the suicides, they show like all of the preparation that they did. Like they put them on a big fire then they take the, and they put it on the tree right before Mark, mm-hmm. Mark said, I guess. And um, like that just is happening in the background. It's like, there's so many subtle little things to catch like, Oh, that's what's happening. Yeah. yeah, and even even seeing um, Terry in the trees at one point, mm-hmm. um, there, there's yeah, there's like that that kind of glimpse of of uh, Danny's sister that's within the trees. I think when she was tripping, I, yeah. I forget which scene that was, but uh, yeah, a lot of a lot of sub sublimation, a lot of just kind of uh, back of the brain things going on throughout the film. Yeah. yeah, you see that Danny's becoming less anxious too. She's definitely becoming suspicious of Christian. And I think she's just kind of disgusted that he keeps making eyes with a 15 year old. And this actress is 20 at the time. So that made me feel better. Not much, <laughs> made me feel better. But she's not, she's not having her panic attacks. 
she's not um she's not asking for sleeping pills anymore she really can't because um josh is mia but she seems to be feeling more calm as the movie yeah. goes on despite mm -hmm. the the intensity and the nonsense that's happening around her and i i feel that the big the big point i i guess going to the um to the maypole dance i i, I feel like that's the the moment where danny just is able to let her guard down a little bit and and just i mean she she's smiling she seems to be having a good time with like the dance and um and yeah there, there's that kind of going back to the communal sense like now, now she's matriculating into this community she's being a part of the community you know the the, the other women that she's dancing with are you know encouraging her and i, I think at one point like she speaks a different language with them and they connect. yeah <laughs> like, like i'm speaking swedish How? Pretty trippy. <laughs> yeah. yeah that's pretty wild yeah so they have to just like dance around this pole until there's one person left um which is super i don't know it was really cool um they like switch dances and they have to stop sometimes so that like takes some people out uh but danny ends up winning and becomes the may queen which is like great for her like she's healing this is fantastic. All of these people are supportive, even though they're murdering underneath. Um, you know, and she goes to perform this ritual in the field. And at that same time, Christian is having sex with someone else um, in a very ritualistic manner. It's very uncomfortable to watch. Um, and uh, then she finds out. Yeah, that scene makes me feel like it's a matriarchal society living alongside a patriarchal one. Like, it, mm. it does seem like the groups are split, but it also seems like there's not one that's more powerful, which is like pretty cool. You know, they both are just yeah. acting independently of each other, and none, neither of the other group is coming in and like criticizing. They're just like, oh, we're, you know, we know how to do this. We're better at this. But. <laughs> So Christian then runs out uh, full nude, full frontal male nudity that we don't often see that kind of humiliation. And apparently that was the actor's choice. Mm. As he mm. told, he, in an interview, he said that he wanted, you know, women are so often humiliated like that after sexual assaults that he just wanted it to be able to happen to a male actor and a male character. And I laughed when he ran out and it he was just flinging around. I like laughed <laughs> and I feel terrible that I laughed, but I... I mean, I think I had the reaction that was kind of intended. He was meant to be humiliated. The whole thing was not meant for him. And I don't think he was used to that, to things not being meant for him. And then because Danny finds out, she's obviously very upset. And I feel like all of her grief comes out. And this is like my favorite scene in this film. And it's so beautiful because like everyone is just around her and holding her and they cry with her. And it's like as brutal as this movie is like, that's just so beautiful. It's unsettling, mm -hmm. but yeah. I love it. It, it well, Yeah. And I, I felt like it was like a really primal scream therapy moment. Like kind of like I, I the, the song that comes to my mind is um, uh, uh, tears for fear is shout, you know, shout, shout, let it on out, uh, mm. you know, and, and they, 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 they did, they, they joined her and it wasn't at, at first I was like, Oh, are, are they, are they mocking her? But no, they're, they're like actually joining in her grief and like they, they move together as a group. There's like a lot of synchronous movement. There's a lot of like, you know, matching, matching her tone and just like a lot of 
really uncomfortable eye contact, but it's, it's effective. And, and Danny's, you know, finally connecting with, you know, the, this group of women and, and, you know, starting to, to move a little bit through the grief that she's experiencing. And it is very similar to what happened to Christian as far as like everybody kind of making the same noises and moving together. Um, but yeah, this, it just, what a great like counterpoint, those two things. Um, just gorgeous. I agree. And my favorite part of that scene was when she, like she started up and she was getting panic and she peaked and then she started to kind of breathe a little slower and then it started again, which you don't, you know, if you're like, com- I think we've all been in the position where we're being comforted or we're comforting somebody and they start up again and we're like, oh, okay, <laughs> like let's, you know, it can be tiring being that kind of emotional support, but these folks are just like, all right, we're going to keep going. You know, we're with you for this. And I think as a, as a Westerner and as an American, you know, Matt, like you said, I was like, are they, why am I uncomfortable by this? Are they making fun of her? Are they, you know, endangering her? But no, they're just giving this collective empathy which is not something that we really see enough to judge. Yeah. yeah, it's gorgeous. Yeah. And just showing kind of the, you know, that, that there, there is no specific way to grieve. There's many, many ways. Every, every person's, you know, grieving process is, is unique and individualized and, and, and that's her process. Like it's not, it's not a perfect bell curve. You know, she, like, like, like you mentioned, Sarah, like she, you know, she rises and then falls and then rises again. Like it's just kind of welling, you know, inside her and the, and the group, the group just joins her in that journey, you know, whatever it may be. Yeah. Oh yeah. It's so kind. Yeah. I, I mean, and I, I feel like I could tell like they're feeling, they are also feeling this too. Like it wasn't just, Oh, I'm going to copy you. Like it was like, no, this is, um, yeah. Yeah. I got that feeling too. Like I, and I think I got that kind of mirror neuron tearfulness too, that I got oh, yeah. literally For everything. Sure. <laughs> um, like just I, seeing I a baby cry. I'm like, me face. too though. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm right there with you. Oh yeah. So, yeah. so then Christian, you know, runs out, he's moved and then he's keeps seeing when he, oh, when he's like sitting at dinner with the mate on the May queen dinner. And he looks at that guy and says, what's happening. And the guy just claps in his face <laughs> and he says, why did you do that? <laughs> I, just, I, I feel so sad for him in that moment. Cause he's truly like, he's truly alone. All of his friends are literally gone mm-hmm. at the end. He's running to just find some solitude or protection that he finds. He finds um, Simon in the blood Eagle who appears to still be breathing oh, yeah really? the lungs are the lungs are yeah oh no I'm i didn't know that. that would happen i don't know how that would happen <laughs> I, it may have been christian you know everything is oh because yeah. he's he's it's still a trip yeah thriving. yeah mm-hmm. but uh, we don't know we don't know hopefully simon was not still alive for that and you know the blood evil is an old practice ritual where things are taken out of the body and put on the back of the body to make you look like you have wings um, and we see that with Simon. So that's how he passes. And in that scene, we also see uh, Chidi Josh's uh, foot just sticking out of a garden. Yep. Mm-hmm. Just there. <laughs> yeah. um, so they're, they're, they're really like, the, it's just at that point, Christian and Danny. Um, and, and if I could, I, I, there, a little note that I made too, going back to like the flower uh, symbolism, you know, how, how when... Um, when Danny was crowned the the May Queen, you know she was adorned with flowers, and it was really it was really beautiful. Like the the flowers were breathing, 
Like they had that mm. kind of like that, that pulsating breath to them. And, you know, I, I, I feel like, a, like the flowers in her case really just represent a rebirth in, in, in a way, like, 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 you know, we're, we're talking about like all the friends are just dropping. They're, they're all dying. They're all going away. And, and, you know, Danny is left with this new community. So it's kind of like, you know, flowers, her, her adornment of flowers are just a rebirth in a sense. Um, whereas in Christian's case, you know, right before he cheated, um, you know, on Danny, there was that flower girl that was creating a, a, a path of flowers, like to, to his place where he was sitting mm. and he followed, he followed the flowers. So flowers in that sense, you know, represent sort of fertility um, in, in, in that case. Um, and yeah, and then once again, going back to the, you know, the parents' house with like the flower wallpaper and you have Danny, I think at one point earlier on in the film had picked flowers for Christian as just sort of like, you know, a, a, a nice gesture. Uh, so there, there's, there's that kind of continuous symbolism throughout, I think. Um, and at some points when she's high, the, when she's tripping, that like grass becomes part of her body too, mm. um, which is really cool. It's like uncomfortable, but not at the same time. Yeah. She's shocked in the beginning, but then as it, that's going, she's like, well, this place is bringing me in. It's accepting me. You know, I'm part of it now. And that's a whole big part of their Midsummer festival is bonding with the earth you know they make sacrifices to it for their grain and their cattle and yeah they really are they they put in what they take out they do it in a scary ass way but a little note of trivia my husband told me that the the scene where they do the mayflower queen feast is on a mirrored table and that took so long and it was like so so hot and it because it was a mirror so it was like reflecting the sun so like people couldn't really touch it and then like the food was getting weird and it was like such a hard scene to uh to shoot yeah that, that I'm glad you said that because when Maya walks by or Maja walks by and the mirror light is in her face I was like I don't know how that's happening <laughs> I don't know where it's coming <laughs> from yeah but when she's giving those like sexy eyes to Christian just, <laughs> sort of like, sexy just like but you're, I gave yeah. you my pubes yeah. <laughs> I, what do you guys okay so this is I will be judged for this so they're all drugged the entirety of this movie we have an association of you know very real and very understandable association of being drugged against your will with like sexual violence and you know general violence but in, in this movie, the, that kind of violence does happen. And there is some sexual violence against Christian. I mean, he's certainly not able to consent fully. But for Danny, she would not have gotten to this point if there wasn't. So I wonder I wonder if their, their association culturally with drugging is different. You know, there's like no way for us to think about it as not violent and not horrible. But I wonder if theirs is just like, oh, we're opening your mind. And we knew you wouldn't say yes, so we're just doing it this way. And then Danny is, ends up being very happy. Who knows what she's going to be like when she sobers up completely. But I mean, I could be out of my mind. I'd love to hear what you two think. <laughs> no, yeah. I mean, like the first time she's offered, I think she's only offered drugs twice, right? It's the first time when they first arrive. It's mushrooms. It's like mushroom tea. And, and she gets kind of like, you know, pressured into doing it by being like, oh, you're going to be lame. And then the second time was the May dance. And I think the woman says to her like, oh, this will just help you to dance. 
Um, and she knows, like, she knows it's not just to like tea. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think there's like a huge difference between those two and it kind of shows maybe like Danny's starting to become part of their society and just like, oh, this is like what we do when we do the May dance. Um, yeah, I, I did catch that a little bit with Danny. With, with Christian, I felt it was a little different because he, he declined at first that, that it looked like a dandelion weird herbal tea concoction. Mm-hmm. And, and uh, you know, the woman was offering it to him and he's like, yeah, like, just like, I, I don't know. I don't know at this like point, like I'm not, not feeling it. And then, you know, she's like, oh yeah. Like, like, like you mentioned, Joanna's like, like, oh, don't worry about it. It'll, it'll help you open your mind, you know? Yeah. Like, so there's, there's not a whole lot of explanation as to like what the drink is, like what's in the drink, you know, why is it beneficial? What are the side effects? You know, it's just more like, no, take this. It's, it's good. Yeah, and so. he has, he's given so many drugs before his, the ceremony. Mm-hmm. So many things happen. And he gets the powder blown in his face. He gets he gets to sniff the 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 sniff, snifter, and then he gets that drink. Mm. Yeah, and it's just it, it is it is continually offered. And I mean, it's not expect. I, I don't. I mean, I, who knows what would happen if you're if you're just like flat out like no, like I'm done. Uh, right. Right but we don't ever get to that point. There's definitely a lot of manufactured consent. Like, okay, well, you know, like he has no choice. He's going to offend and do well in his thesis or he's going to, yeah, I don't know. I think every nice person has ever been there. Just feeling like they can't say no. Yeah. Or every person really. (laughs) (laughs) So Um, the the ending. Yeah. So then the ending Mm -hmm. happens. I guess both. Christian and Danny are kind of like, I don't know if Danny passes out or what, but all of a sudden she shows up and she's in this like slug costume, but it's made of flowers. (laughs) Um, Interesting. Somebody on my neighborhood Facebook group was like, I'll sell this for $3,000 to you. I made one for a photo shoot. Do you want, (laughs) do you want like a May queen, super huge flower dress? Whoa. I could have bought it like two years ago but didn't did read on the trivia that ariana grande tried to buy that dress um at the at like an auction and she did not get it but she (laughs) loved the movie so much that she wanted to buy the dress oh good for you ariana oh yeah yeah she's cool yeah so danny effectively sent sentences christian to his death which i think they were gonna do anyway and then yeah they give her a choice between just some guy and christian to die Mm -hmm. and she's we don't see her choice we don't see her choose but then christian is loaded into a bear um Mm -hmm. which is like in the beginning they're like what's this bear in a cage she's like it's just a bear (laughs) says we're gonna talk about the bear poor simon (laughs) oh god uh, and yeah, and there's these once again back to like the the kind of the metaphor, like the well, you, well, you have yeah, you have like the bear, you have the jester. There, there was somebody who were dressed was dressed up as a jester. There was the uh, the other man that was like stuffed with twigs and like oh. small branches. Um, and and it makes creepy. me it was yeah, it was really and and they they put them in that that bright yellow triangular um, building where they were set on fire and and i i feel once again that that's very metaphorical for very symbolic for 
you know, Danny's past just kind of going up in flames. You know, everything that Danny had experienced in, in the past is now on fire. Um, and there's one point where she actually even she has like a half smile as yeah, soon as the absolutely. as soon as the flames go up, like she she has a half smile going on. And um, yeah, I, I am curious about like what the symbolism behind like the the bear, the gesture, like the tree man, and then the two others. There are two other men that were all in there. Um, and, and they were drugged. Um, yeah. 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 So they, they would feel no pain, name. but clearly they did. Uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> when so it Danny's the fire first name one. means enthusiasm, passion, and fire or flame. Mm. Ardor, which is her last name. And, oh. and in, the, in the temple, we have the nine sacrifices, right? So we have Connie who's drowned. We have Simon who's eagled. Mark with the jester hat on and he's stuffed because he's literally just a skin bag and then we have uh josh who is stuffed i think and then we have the two we have ingmar and ulf who who was responsible for killing josh along with pele and then we have um christian i'm missing one well, there were two other people oh the two that were like trees so nine people which yeah. were i think the folks but that- i don't but i don't know what those trees were because they definitely burned the bodies of the people who fell in the beginning so i don't yeah. know what those were but i think they were just symbolic there were supposed yeah. to be nine sacrifices over the period of time mm-hmm. and i guess they just counted and then they were brought in as scarecrows maybe. <laughs> yeah at first i was wondering if it was like an atonement for sins mm-hmm. i don't know well they did say that that's they were i think pele was explaining that there's like the 16 affects I don't know how many there were and there's there's some that are good and there's some that are bad and there's many in between so they burn the negative affects mm-hmm. at the end of it which is like sin and unkindness and whatever have you and then they like yeah it's like burning sin essentially it's the same different thing in all religions and groups but the same yeah but oh, oh boy and everybody starts screaming because there's people alive in that burning building um so we see that like collective empathy again and Danny's just kind of like out in the middle of that, experiencing it too. And probably hot as hell in her snail. Oh my goodness. Yeah. Very close to a big burning building. Yeah, she was kind of stumbling around a little bit, I think, towards the end. Like, I'm not sure where her mind was in that moment. Um, I, I, I just, I don't know. It, it was kind of like a moment of like surreal, surrealness yeah. perhaps that, that all of the people that she knew are yeah dead and on fire now mm-hmm. like I, I i don't know i don't know what was going like through danny's mind at, at the moment but uh, yeah. yeah yeah all of a sudden it was real and she was wearing mm-hmm. like a carpet yeah. yeah she looked pretty cool though she did mm-hmm. yeah yeah i'm sure it was really actress, hard to move that actress is she has like a very Florence like, Pugh uh, natural beauty yeah yeah she's amazing I saw her in uh Black Widow recently mm-hmm. she's just so good she mm-hmm. is yeah she was really good in uh, Little Women too that came out like the same mm. year I think also oh. a movie where she wore a flower crown yeah in a different context there was no crocheted blankets in this movie um no knitted blankets also probably a lot of woven things there was beautiful embroidery but nothing crocheted or knitted so 
Yeah. Kind of reminds me of like the tapestry though. There, there, that was kind yeah. of like the other, other theme of like the tapestry where, you know, there's the, um, let me see if I can sort of describe it. Like on, on the, on the right side of the tapestry, there's like the sun, there's the, the, the maypole, the people dancing you know, on the maypole. You have actually the, the characters, the cast of characters towards the middle mm. with like this floating, this floating chair. There's, there's, you know, music notes and forest and people kind of going through a journey. Um, and actually maybe I'm even reading this tapestry incorrectly going the wrong way, but um, towards the left side, there's death and, you know, skeleton people floating. Uh, but there's uh, clearly, you know, uh, Danny and Christian towards the second half or the second left of it, you know, with, with uh, Danny crying and, and Christian actually, what well, I'm, I'm presuming to be Christian, you know, having a hand on her shoulder. And I, I think like you reading the tapestry the wrong way is, is like part of, what, because it's a circle. I mean, it's like, there are these circles of life. There's a circle of the season because we also see this other group of tapestries. That's how Christian was um, given all his, uh, and that's like in a weird order. And so I mm -hmm. think it's meant to be a circle. Cause when I saw it happen, I was like, wait, is this, is it backwards? Is it forwards? But I think it's meant to be in a circle mm. um, that like, this is, this is just a cycle that we have. It's like how we do yeah, this. That's a good point. I, yeah. when you zoom in on the first tapestry of the death one it's danny floating connected to her sister and her parents and they're connected by like tubes and ribbons which is pretty horrifying and then i think when they're going through the woods mm. i think it's just again pele pied piper just bringing them all <laughs> bringing them all to their to their ultimate change but yeah i, I think that that the cyclical theme of this is very important because they're doing this is this whole thing happen every 90 years or is this every yeah year? i think every 90 years seems like because yeah, so i, I were, feel like they, they couldn't get away there. with like murdering people every year right yeah right and so technically you experience it once in a lifetime yeah right yeah if you never because 72 is your last year on the earth and some people may never even see it too yeah hmm. one to eight years Christian's Christian's offspring is never going to see it because they yeah. die in 72 years or 71 and three months. No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's uh, it's so what a movie. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, favorite favorite parts, favorite characters, least favorite parts and characters. Um, my favorite part was the scene when they're crying with her. Absolutely. Mm. Yeah, as far as, well, my, my favorite thing about Midsommar, at least, is, is as uncomfortable as it is to re-experience it, I feel like I get more and more out of it each each viewing. Mm -hmm. um, so, the, you know, the first time going through is, is just, it's it's a hurdle. <laughs> it's, it's a hurdle uh, to, to go through. It's, it's very gruesome. Um, I think Ari Aster actually said it's not supposed to make sense. Uh, you know, in, in, in uh, many parts of it. So, you know, being able to go through and digest the film and then watch it again and get a little bit more out of it each time is just, it's, it's really, um, it's amazing. It's, it's amazing that, you know, a film can uh, produce that, you know, after each viewing. So certainly my favorite character, I, I, I uh, like, like you said earlier, Johanna, like, like my, my, uh, 
favorite character is Danny. Uh, you yeah. know, she's <laughs> and, and a great, great actress uh, all around. So, yeah. Pele is cool too, I guess, but I love Pele. He's not mm. good. He's not a good person. But yeah. he's, I love I love the scene when they actually end up like kissing, when they like are bonding. I like Matt said earlier, he's not being like pushy or creepy, but he is like, listen, this is happening and you need to like wake up. Like this man is not treating you well. But again, how much is that his business? But I, I don't know. I I'm <laughs> Just it's very typical of even my favorite scene is in the beginning when they're tripping and there's just a smidgen of comic relief. Um, it really just sets the tone for how out of their minds they're going to be the entire movie. And I really, I really yeah. thought it was funny. Mm. Horribly. <laughs> Where do we think Danny's going to be in 20 years? because everyone else died so yeah i think she'll know swedish she will be yep. out of the children's house honestly will she be on her pilgrimage does she have a pilgrimage i guess not maybe yeah mm. that's what is that 36 to oh, 18, 18 to 36 mm -hmm. i think she'll be helping to raise christian maya's baby and <laughs> and i mean she's already the mayflower or the may the may queen yeah. Like, and which is a really, um, you know, pivotal role. Uh, so, yeah, she has a whole lifetime up to 72 ahead of her. Yeah, and she'll, <laughs> she'll be speaking Swedish well by then, um, mm -hmm. hopefully. So she feels a little more included. I, I do have a fear that once everything wears off after a couple of months, she'll just be like what what the fuck did i do <laughs> <laughs> yeah i wonder how much she's going to recollect and and uh you know how how the community will continue to embrace her being being an, an american I, I guess in in a different setting um because i i'm I, I wonder how many people there had come from different countries and were a part of the community uh, yeah like, of that. They, like pele does talk about that they just went and like that's Scandinavia. Like, why are all these women so attractive? Oh, because they would go and take them from other places. Mm. That's pretty much what they did with Danny, but they just attracted her to come. Mm. But yeah, I wonder what's going to happen when the love bombing is over, because they certainly bombed her. Yeah, mm -hmm. they did. Do we have any final thoughts about Midsummer? I, I can definitely see where, you know, Ari Aster said it's like it, he, he wanted it to be like the ultimate kind of breakup horror or like to, to um, may, maybe not the word empowerment, but like like to be able to get through a breakup in a way and, and come out reborn, I guess, on the other side. And, and just that back to that whole symbolic thing of, of, you know, the past is burning, you know, you're, you're surrounded with by flowers, you're, you're rebirthing. And uh, that's part of the breakup process i suppose for yeah I, I, <laughs> right <laughs> it doesn't often end that way but no yeah great depiction of grief and how grief mm -hmm. is not linear you know it's takes you back you go forward you move back you just the grief does not diminish you just learn how to grow around it um, scary movie mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah
<laughs> I'm definitely gonna watch the director's cut soon. Oh yeah, just cut out, yeah. cut out like all of the time. Okay, I'm down. Hmm. All right. Well, I think this is the last of our spooky series, spooky season series. Uh, so thank you, Matt, for hanging in with us for the month of October for doing our spooky series. Well, thank you for uh, having me. Welcome. Um, do we have anything to plug that we didn't plug last time or want to plug again? I mean, maybe, maybe just like from my announcement from, from last time with, uh, my, my, my Twitch stream that is, is, um, currently kind of revamping the scheduling, but, uh, yeah, video games and, and mental health is a big, uh, a big part of my, my stream on Twitch, uh, my Name there is Neon Bard. And uh, right now I'm actually just kind of going through some scary games for Halloween. I, I did, a, uh, I'm, I'm going through uh, Phasmophobia, I think the game is, Ooh. where you're, you're actually like a ghost hunter and you have like all of the equipment and you go into like this random house and you're supposed to capture evidence and it, it is scary as hell. <laughs> so if, if, you, if you ever want to like hop in and watch me like scream and like, yeah. And, <laughs> That's a great opportunity to do that because uh, certainly scary. But um, yeah, Neon Bard on twitch.tv. Awesome. You want any plugs for you? Uh, just my private practice, Oriana Therapy. Uh, yeah. Yeah, same thing. Private practice, Pennsylvania for millennials and a little above and below. Um, teletherapywithsarah.com. Send an email. <laughs> Also this podcast. podcast yeah tndpodcast.com email us with questions email us with stories email us saying that you like us yeah like those emails though because i don't i don't want to hear other emails just emails that you like us i'll read the other emails <laughs> and i'll delete them before sarah sees them yeah i, I that's a world i live in uh, <laughs> we're at gmail.com <laughs> and uh next week we'll be back with um some interviews so if you are listening to this podcast and you'd love to be interviewed by us that's another reason why you should email us um because we'd love to hear from you mm-hmm. in the meantime ooh, don't get too scared <laughs> bye. bye bye for now All right.